0: Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of Girl the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at that girl, the podcast and at Jackie on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com. And follow us on Instagram at loveyouevenmore. Welcome, Sarah Renee, to That Girl, the podcast. I am very excited to have you on. Sarah is a spiritual medium and teacher. We're going to talk all about what that means, about mediumship, about how she you know, discovered this gift and all of the things medium. So Sarah, welcome. Hi, Hi thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. I like to let my guests introduce themselves a little bit more because you guys do a much better job than I could. So please.
1: <laughs> thank you. I know sometimes reading the bio sounds a little... <laughs> it
0: just gets too clunky. So yeah, you tell people who yeah. you are. <laughs> so
1: I am a spiritual medium, which essentially means I can communicate with the other side and a spiritual teacher. Um, and I've been doing sessions with clients and classes for about 10 years now. Um, I am a little over nine years sober. So I kind of started this journey like right before. And then, um, yeah. as soon as I quit drinking, it was like, everything just exponentially, you know, grew and yeah, this whole, all this work just started coming together and I dove in and, um, Yeah. So now I mainly do, I do like one-on-one readings with clients from all over the world. And then I do classes just because I found that um, in readings, like when clients would be very attached to just like, just tell me how this thing is going to be like spirit, the way that they would come through would be more guidance and advice and kind of coaching. So I broke that down into more classes and coaching to really help empower people.
0: That makes sense. Um, So let's just start at the very beginning. As a child, so many kids are so in tune with Mm -hmm. the other side and spirit and actually seeing spirits. Um, Was that the case for you? It was. And I
1: remember being quite terrified, you know, as a a little girl. And um, like, I I wouldn't sleep in my room alone. And so something... Yeah. Cause I wasn't alone. It was like the lights would go out and my parents would go to bed and the door would close. And it was like, I was being attacked yeah. by really scary, like spirit slash demon. You know, it was really, uh, t- really, yeah. really scary for me. And um, it got to the point where I tried to break my bedroom window. Like my parents taught me to do if there was ever like a fire, or, like in a real emergency, like that's how like uh, it felt. Yeah, you know, in, in my body. And so that was really, um, yeah. So I, and, and I just thought I was weirder. Like there was something wrong with me. Cause my little friend, like nobody else was as scared as I was. Um, and then when I was five, my grandmother passed away from cancer and she had lived with us for a little bit. So I was really close with her and, um, she passed away in the middle of the night. And so we got the call and I made my mom, I was just like, she's not going to leave like until I get there. Like, I just, it was just this knowing. And so my poor mom, she's like grieving her mother, you know, it's traumatic for her. And um, I make her take me to the hospital like three o'clock in the morning. And I remember to this day sitting on the hospital bed and like my grandma sitting next to me and having this conversation. Like it was so real for me. But in reality, her body was lying there you know, and, and, but I just remember her telling me like, it was going to be okay. And she was okay now. Mm -hmm. And she would still talk to me and, you know, I wasn't going to be all alone. And then I just got up and I was like, okay, grandma's okay. We can go now. Like she's Mm -hmm. ready to, she's ready to go so we can go home. And, you know, and, and I don't think my mom I think she was so much in her grief. Like it didn't really register at that point in time, you know, for her, but that was probably my first the big experience with the other side where, where that was positive. Yeah. That's huge
0: too. Especially when you Mm -hmm. are so scared of, well, you know, when kids are like, I'm afraid of the dark, I'm like, I'm still afraid of the dark because of (laughs) all of those reasons. And it's important to Uh listen to kids when they're like, I'm scared. I am scared of the dark or I am scared of this room or whatever it is. Like listen to them because they're telling Mm. you something true yeah, like I I used to do a lot of
1: house clearings and um I still work with a lot of parents with highly sensitive kids with like helping, you know, I find that like if you can help empower them, because I just I have so much compassion for what they're dealing with that their parents might not see. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: because I think of like little girl me and I'm like, I want to empower her. Yeah. And, you know, tell her about like Archangel Michael or certain things that that they can say. To tell these spirits to go away. And like, I'll usually put Archangel Michael penance under mattresses. And that helps a lot with nightmares or like things like that. So that's really rewarding for me when I get to help these little kids that are being tormented like I was and help them start to sleep good and give them permission to use a nightlight. Cause I'm like, I still use a nightlight half the time.
0: I hear you. I, I hate pitch black. It's it's terrifying to mm-hmm. me. It is so scary. Um, I would rather have there be too much light than than nuts. Um mm-hmm. so then let's fast forward into kind of your teenage years and like your 20s. Um was this still happening? Were you more in touch with the, the gifts or was it sort of different? What was that like? It kind of evolved.
1: We moved firstly, and then in the new house, I was perfectly fine on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd have some night terrors, but but I could sleep, (laughs) you know, for the most part. And then, you know, as a teenager, it kind of morphed into this, like, fascination with all things mystical. Mm -hmm. And luckily, you know, my family was relatively spiritual, you know, especially my mom. So I kind of grew up like talking about angels and, and we'd go get crystals and tarot cards and angel card, you know, all those things were kind of normal. So, so I had this permission, you know, to explore that part of me, even though I was still unsure and I was still very, very terrified of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but it would come out in really weird ways. Like I would feel other kids energies like at school, like it was mine. So I kind of, I took on a lot of other people's stuff, like talk about like empaths and things like that. And then, um, I would just like know things, like I would get flashes, like of things boyfriends had experienced or, you know, people would like hug me and I'd get like a flash and I would just, be so I felt really awkward like half the time because I was like, what did I just see? But I can't say that out loud, but like, (laughs) (laughs) i was like constantly trying to figure out like what's happening (laughs) yeah um and so i got really into drugs and alcohol and i was basically loaded pretty much all the time and um because i found that that helped me like for me it wasn't even an escape as much as it was helping me feel normal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it felt like if i was on something like i could at least like somewhat pretend to be normal and um then when I was 17, I hit a rock bottom with that and um detoxed at home. My mom gave me like Louise Hay affirmation cards under the door and like Dr. Dyer stuff. Oh and, what a good you know, mom. Like, <laughs> I know. She's <laughs> this will help, honey. Here's some yeah, she's like, okay. here you go. But like that, you know, oh my god, hey, like when it kept me like, it it really helped reset me and, um, you know, kept me off drugs, you know, from that time on. And um, then I went to a spiritual advisor, like shortly after that, a new one who was the first one to tell me, hey, have you ever, you know, felt this way or experienced anything like this? Like you have mediumship abilities. Mm -hmm. And she started to kind of plant the seeds that, that began to help me understand you know my gifts
0: wow what was she telling you
1: she so she's a medium and astrologer so she was able to see it in my chart and then she um worked with some you know well-known mediums at the time and so she was kind of she would tell me how to basically protect myself and then how to ask questions to find out more information and Mm -hmm. to track things so I kind of took it though, like that show The Medium was on with Patricia Arquette, yeah. you know, like, and that was like my favorite show at that time. Yes, and yeah. so I just went to like, I want to solve murders. Like, I want to be like her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I dove right into that somewhat naively and um, completely terrified myself and ended up shutting myself down again, um, from, from those abilities at least, but, but it was like this, this one advice, she kind of stuck with me through all of my, you know, because she knew like it was my journey and I needed to learn how to embrace my gifts. And so she would just help me, you know, with little things, I'd go get sessions with her and she'd, you know, help me whether it was setting boundaries or just validating like what I was feeling to kind of help me understand that I, you know, or help me even know that I was correct or, incorrect or or whatever was happening and so that um and then she what else did she she helped me start to like read energy and start to like be able to feel them from the other side like in order to determine like are they safe or do I need to tell them to go away um and right around that time also I moved out for the first time and so I was living alone and (laughs) remember it was like I Don't know why this but it was like on the news there were three there was a serial rapist and then like two serial killers all out in Arizona all at the same time.
0: Yeah. I look
1: back and I'm like, how is that happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> what was going on? It's a very bad
0: time. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, um, like, how does that even like am I making this up? But I like, I'm like, no, it's really happening. Um, and so I was really terrified to be alone and and um I, I wasn't sleeping, and that was, I called on Archangel Michael just out of, I'd read a Doreen Virtue book, and I was like, oh, he's the angel of protection, and mm-hmm. it, he, is it like one particularly rough night, and I saw him in my room, and that was my first time like seeing, like, with my human eyes Wow! and it was like his light just filled up my room, and then I felt him lay next to me, and I just felt this like light, like his wings like wrap around me and it was like I could sleep like I knew that I was okay and that he was protecting me and I slept all night and that really kicked off like okay it doesn't all have to be about people like there's also this whole other world of angels and guides and these higher beings that can protect us and help us and so that kind of kicked off this you know, almost like obsession with with how do I connect with them, and yeah. you know, and then help other people do the same.
0: I love that, um, girl. You're just speaking my language right now. <laughs> I Feel like we're just like we're like little soul sisters right now. Yeah. Um, I want to just keep asking you questions because I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many stories I could be like and ah, blah 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 to what you just yeah. said. But I want to like keep like going because there's so much I want you to tell. Um, So, well, actually I do have one quick question when you started learning to feel more as a medium, like you could feel like who's good, who's bad, like, um, explain more what that's like, because I think for people listening who, you know, know nothing about mediumship whatsoever, maybe put it in the most simple terms Mm -hmm. for that. And then for others who are more, you know, understanding of this, we'll, we'll kind of catch on, but what does that actually mean? So. What I
1: learned is that I can essentially access, I mean, there's probably more than three, but, but I, I, from my mental understanding, break it down to kind of three realms, right? Which is the human realm of where we all are. And so those abilities would be like empathy, reading a person's energy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you feel just like when somebody's you know, if you've ever had an experience where somebody's smiling at you and they seem really nice and everybody's telling you that they're really nice, but you get this gut feeling. And, you know, I don't know about you, but like, that was like another whole trauma that I went through. My life was listening to other people and, and I was harmed um, because of that, which just taught me more, like I need to follow that. Gut feeling, so mm-hmm. I'm a big you know believer in developing that because I feel like it can keep us so safe Very um, much better, yeah, and then there's this lower realm, so that's like um landlocked spirits, right, like like what we call ghosts, you mm-hmm. know, who will stay haunting a place and either can't cross over or won't cross over you know, because they want to stay in this place of um, causing harm, kind of wreaking havoc, not learn their lessons, you know, whatnot. And so to me, they look very, they almost appear like slightly see-through, like they're a little dull Mm -hmm. or like more gray and they don't feel good. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) in the (laughs) most blunt term, like they just feel a little even if they're not terrifying like a demon or something like that, like they feel questionable. Like you kind of feel a little bit uneasy, like they're either watching you or like, and then they're not very, even when they're not causing harms, usually they're on like a repeating cycle and it's just like a loop over and over again. Versus like when a soul has crossed over, so then there's this higher realm.
0: Yeah.
1: And like, I even feel it, I'll feel it physically when I'm bringing through a loved one who's crossed over or an angel or a guide, you know, it. my heart rate goes up.
0: Like my
1: temperature goes up. People used to, I did a reading for nurses once and they were like, are you okay? You like have shallow breath and you're like talking really fast. Like just calm down. I'm like, no, this is just me adjusting to their energy (laughs) because they step into my field and it's just like, it's like fire kind of. But it's love. Like it's, there's zero question of if you're safe or not. And so for me, it was giving myself that permission to say like, I'm only bringing through souls, where I don't have any question, where I know I'm safe. I know they're good, where they feel like this and they're bright and they're more vibrant than most humans. Like they're more alive, you know, or lively than, than a lot of humans. And so that's like the distinction for me is like, there's, it's just pure love and Divine power and and light and vibrancy versus this kind of dull, heavy, like lower, right? Like where I feel weighed down type energy.
0: Do you feel that most times when people, actual people, like living people are vibrating at a lower frequency? they're calling in those lower vibrations, those lower energies or entities that are stuck.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And I even would say, because when I, so in high school, I was using cocaine and meth a lot. Oh my God, honey. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, to mess around. I went all the way. You're
0: like, I'm in this, <laughs> I'm going to do this.
1: <laughs> but, you know, and, and People when they're on those types of drugs, like there's a lot of talk about hallucinations or you know people see things, but yeah. was interesting having my abilities going through that coming out of that developing my abilities when I look back, I don't there's definitely some things where I'm like, okay, maybe that was a hallucination, mm-hmm. but I have a theory, and you know it's just my own theory <laughs> that because the vibration gets so low, the entities really, and and there's a lot of, you know, entities and spirits that don't want to cross over because they want to keep using. So they attach to people mm. and feed into their addiction, you know, or try to get them to do bad things. Cause that's like their point. That's like their whole goal in their existence is to cause more damage, cause more harm, experience that lifestyle again and again through people. Um, and so I feel like also when you lower your vibration to a certain point, not only does it attract those spirits, but it might even open you up to like seeing them more and hearing them more, creating just more fear, more anxiety and like Adding to that loop. Yeah. Versus when we raise our vibration, it really does open us up
0: to the higher realms. Right. When you say see them, do you mean physically? Yeah, I would say like physically,
1: I mean, you know, and it's kind of funny, like I see, so like let's like like Archangel Michael, for example, since I mm-hmm. told that story. Um I saw him that time with my human eyes. Right. Now, most of the time when I see him, I see it like a picture in my head, like with my third eye. Yeah. And what they tell me is it's because he's at such a high vibration, it takes so much work for him to slow himself down to appear to our human eyes. Got it. Whereas like ghosts or apparitions they're at such a low vibration they can usually like gather all the energy from your fear mm-hmm. or from anger or from turmoil to mm. appear so right. it's almost easier for them so I find people have more experiences where they see the negative spirits or lower level ghosts with their human eyes yeah than angels you know
0: do they so I'll just put this out here. I have absolutely seen ghosts way too many times and I'd like to admit. And um, when I was a kid, um, we lived in this house and it was very haunted. And Mm -hmm. But I I was actually like communicating with this one ghost. And the way that I saw him was um, almost kind of like not quite an outline, but like outlines of parts of him. So you could still see through him, but you could see like him and um I used to hang out with this guy a lot and he was fine clearly stuck um I guess there had been like a really big um like train crash or something like that and he died but um no really nice guy (laughs) but but, you know clearly like not like the happiest of houses yeah um so that's that's one type of like vision of I've seen it but as an adult what happened and I guess I'm just asking for, for your opinion. Um, what I have had is that I see people and then they look like real people and now I sound crazy, but they're not. And it's like, people are like, Oh, that's not there. Or, or like, for instance, um, like I was actually with, I was a young teenager uh, with one of my best girlfriends and we were like staring straight, watching TV And out of the corner of my eye, I saw like an actual man, like walk by in the house. And I was like, stay calm. Don't freak her out. Someone's like broken in. Let's not freak out. And I looked back to my friend, she was sitting, you know, further back than me. And she was just staring at me. And I was like, I don't want to freak you out, but there's a man in the house and we need to call the cops. And she's like, no, it was almost like she was kind of like, dazed or in some sort of state. And she's like, no, he's just been staring at you for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, right. Call the cop. She's like, no, it's not like that. And she did not believe in God, much less ghosts. So I've seen more people that look just like people. And so most Mm -hmm. of the time I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It could be a ghost. It could be a real person who knows (laughs) at this point. I don't know. So I'm wondering, like, what is your experience with that? Because that's just mine. Yeah. Well, and I'll see people, like, like, I'll go on walks, like, with
1: my family, and they'll see me just, like, looking off to the side. And sometimes I'll be like, I want to go see what's over there. And they're like, oh, here we go again. (laughs) Is there a sea of ghosts? Or I'll see, like, little kids playing on a playground, like, 10 o'clock at night, and you know, their, yeah. you know, their spirits. And, um, so I do see them like they're people, but what I find is when I focus on them a lot of times, and sometimes I'll even ask, like, are they real or are they a spirit? And then I'll see them more translucent or a little fit. And it's oh, like, geez. it's almost like I'm able to clarify
0: just by Got asking. It. So you might yeah. play with that. <laughs> I'm going to play with that for t- <laughs> right now. Um, so, what was my question? I just had it. Um, okay. So for people who are wondering, can I tap into my loved ones that have passed over? Can I want to see my loved ones? I want to communicate with them. Um, can people who, you know, obviously like who aren't you, (laughs) can (laughs) they, can they do that? Can they find ways to do that? Absolutely. And,
1: you know, it's, I always tell people too, like, I can't read myself. Like I can read other people. So like my grandmother connects with me through signs and feelings and, you know, sometimes dreams, like all of that stuff, just like all my clients and all of you, you know, it's so there is that biasness of, of just all of the emotion that a lot of times um, blocks us from being able to like just see them just so cleanly yeah. i call it how but with that said you can definitely you know create build a relationship with them mm-hmm. from the afterlife where you feel them and and how i feel it like like when i'm doing a reading it feels like they step into my field Got and it. then so i see messages like as if i'm in their body and experience their passing and all of that but Got what i see for clients are like when they can visit us, like if you've ever just felt like that feeling where it's just like chills all over your body or it's like maybe you're having a really bad day and it's just like all of a sudden this like warmth washes over you or like you just, you smell a loved one or you just like, you just feel them and you don't know what else to say. Like you're like, I just feel them. Mm -hmm. Usually how I'm seeing it is that they are stepping into your field and it's like, they're giving you a hug. Yeah. And so that's really like, if you can stop and like, just acknowledge when you're feeling that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: acknowledge them and let yourself receive that, it'll become more clear over time. Like it, it's like, just by really building that awareness and taking the moment to just feel it turns the volume up, so yeah. to speak. Um, and so then sometimes you can start to determine like, okay, this was my mom this is my brother this is an angel because you'll start to feel just the little nuances in their energy mm-hmm. to start to tell the difference and that's really fun for people and and i feel like builds trust because then you're like oh no i know this is so and so you know so i can listen to them and um or i can trust what i'm feeling and then yeah. also like and a lot of times i find this like like as soon right when people pass away or transition, you know they they might try like all the signs, you know. <laughs> like I had somebody come get a <laughs> session the other day, and like her loved one had just passed away like a week prior, and I was like, I feel like she's sending you like all the signs, like the coins, the feathers, the songs, the numbers, <laughs> like yeah, like all of them, <laughs> yeah, like butterfly, like every like cliche, yeah. unique, all every single one, and she's like, yeah, yeah I've been getting like bombarded. But because I'm bombarded, like, I don't know if I can really trust it. And so that's when it's really helpful to be like, okay, I think this coin is from you. Can you validate, like, is that true? And so I tell my client, like, start to just build that communication up with them where you're like, and then when you know it's them and you're like seeing, you know, the numbers everywhere, it's like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Can you like, and then just noticing, like, what do you feel mm-hmm. and and really, so it's like just starting to talk to them and receive your answers through the signs mm-hmm. and the feelings and all of that. And you can really develop your own language with them where you're like, wow, I have this entire, like, you know, I call it a spirit team, you know, but like this entire team around me, like helping me out through life.
0: And you kind of feel yeah. Like you're cheating almost. <laughs> <laughs> you, just have your, you have your posse. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So that's actually something I was just talking to a friend about yesterday. Um, his dog passed a few weeks ago and it was really, really tough. And so he had never been interested or cared about signs or anything like that. And then he read a book on it and he's like, now I see all the signs, all the numbers, all the butterflies, everything like what you just said. So... so tell again, for people who like have no knowledge of any of this, what are some real, like talk about numbers. Cause obviously I know all about the numbers. Yep. So I live by the numbers, <laughs> but tell people what that means. What is that?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times it's like, it's not like this thing, like they're just making the numbers appear. Right. Like, cause I, I have people who are skeptical. They're, they're like, well, I think I just look at the clock at 11. 11. I'm like, well, obviously <laughs> that they're not like making the clock turn eleven eleven, you know, like right. <laughs> uh, I love I love that. Like, you know, am like, yes, like that's what's happening. So, you know, first to understand, like they are help like if you're seeing numbers, it's your loved ones or angels basically tapping you on the shoulder, like trying like getting you to look at the time or look at the license plate or,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: look at your phone or, or your mileage or whatever it is yes, at that always. moment so that you catch that number. Yes. Like, and, and usually it's a way for them to say like, Hey, you're on the right track mm-hmm. or like, Hey, I'm here. Like I'm with you. Yes. And, but I find like to really help just when you want to take it to the next level because like in the beginning it's just really comforting just to get all the signs you know just yes on their own just to feel like someone's with you Mm -hmm. and then when you want to take it to the next level you can start to ask like okay thank you for validating you know that you're here that I'm on the right path can you please help guide me to my next step Mm -hmm. And then you'll start to see like, so then you might see a lot of numbers when you're talking to a certain person or when you're thinking about a certain job or a certain place or, mm-hmm. and, and so then it be kind of becomes like your breadcrumb to keep going in that direction. Totally. Yeah. And then Love same that. with like, you know, and a lot of times too, I mean, they'll do repeating numbers, but like, like I know like my family, 11s, my grandparents died 11 days apart. My sister and I are 11 years apart. Um, it's like we've always had things happen in eleven. So eleven people talk about eleven. Eleven but like we've always had. Like eleven is actually personal for us.
0: Yeah.
1: Too. So you know, sometimes it may be the repeating numbers, and a lot of times it'll be like somebody's birthday or a certain a certain number that's special for you and your family. Yeah. Um, which makes it more personal.
0: Ah, that's so nice. So yeah.
1: I always say to look out for that too. You yeah. know, and then same with like butterflies like how they show me you know when they send like butterflies or birds or things any kind of animals I had somebody came to see me who who worked in the desert and he was like all the squirrels would always come to him like Mm -hmm. nobody else (laughs) (laughs) always him um and it's like if you think of when we transition it's like we step out of our body so our energy is still a thing Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you imagine like, even like they're still human shaped, but they're just energy now, they can direct the animals because we all know animals can sense other other energy. So they can like direct them. So it's not that they're coming into the butterfly or into the bird. It's that they're trying to direct them like to fly into your face or, you know, to go hang out at your window all day, like something more than you know, extra, right. Mm -hmm. To like, get your attention to be like, Hey, do this. Or like, I'm taking care of you. You know, things are going to be okay.
0: Absolutely. I have quite a few different like animals. Bees have always been like my, basically my totem. Like they love me. I I'm not like huge at getting stung, but (laughs) I mean, they really are cute and -hmm. they love me. And they're, I mean, they'll come directly towards like my heart. They'll like literally like beeline it towards my heart. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, so I also have a question about because our loved ones and especially our guides and our angels, with their energy, do you feel that they come through people to tell you messages too? Like, I mean, I think so, but what, what, are your, mm-hmm. what, do, you, what do you think?
1: You know, I feel like they will whisper in people's ears or they'll try to pop into somebody else's dreams. Like, mm. especially if you're just really emotionally attached and maybe like you want it a little too much, they might pop into like your partner's dreams mm. or your friend's dreams, um, you know, to get a message through or um, yeah. Like whispering things, trying to get somebody to talk about something is a subtle way to give guidance, you know, right. for sure. That's- or like, Pets, you know, will will kind of maybe help can you know draw you to another pet,
0: you know, oh, for your so next weird.
1: pet, and they'll be able to kind of play with that pet, and so you might be like, wow, like they're really similar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my! Can I just tell a quick story about that because yeah. I love animals so much. So I had a cat named Bailey for eighteen years. Mm-hmm. He was an orange tabby, the best. He was the Aww. best. And it was really hard to lose him, like almost four years. Yeah, like almost four years ago now, and I was just devastated. And I was like, I don't want another cat. I don't want another animal. Like that is too much. Maybe one day, not anytime soon. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I was so drawn to like wanting to look at kittens at like pet stores, which was really weird. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. But um, I ended up volunteering for an animal rescue and I was like, oh yeah, like I can come in and do whatever. And they're like, actually, if you could foster some kittens, we would really appreciate it. That would really help us more than anything. And I was like, oh, I mean, sure. It's only like six weeks after Bailey's passed and there's all of these kittens to choose from. And of course, there's literally a litter of kittens. They're all orange tabbies. They're hanging off the cage, screaming at me. And I'm like, I don't want them because they look just like Bailey and I can't do it. It's just going to be too much. (laughs) Well, it turns out that was the litter I took because all the other litters were like already taken. (laughs) I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) Anyway, those are my two babies that I kept and they are truly little angels. And I have (laughs) no doubt that Bailey absolutely facilitated that because I mean, I didn't think I would get another cat, much less another, they're both orange tabbies. Like, yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> I'm like, okay. But, um, what was really sweet was that I fostered them for like five or six weeks or something. And then I brought them all to get spayed and neutered. And the night that they were all away, um, Bailey visited me and he Mm. just jumped up on the bed and laid where he used to. And I was like, Oh my God, finally, finally, like, I know it's been so, so much commotion, but thank you for like coming. Cause anyway, I just know he brought my kitties to me and it was just, I wasn't even looking for it. And I think that that's, Mm. you know, like they know whether it's Mm -hmm. an animal or it's your loved one who was a human. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) You know, (laughs) both loved ones, but just different species.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they all go to the same place, and you know they can all, you know, none of them want us to be alone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they're not jealous. Like, there's no jealousy or anything yeah. like that. You know, they just want us to feel loved too, and especially animals. I find that that's like a lot of times it's one that they want us to to give to another soul what we gave to them Mm. you know whether it's rescuing or you know just giving giving a a kitten or a dog or a horse or whatever like this this quality of life that they know we gave to them yeah and then also that they want us to be taken care of here in the physical and to feel that kind of love because they know how much we need it and we deserve it even though there's Mm. often that temptation to just kind of shut down, you know, for a little bit.
0: So Mm -hmm. true. Um, let's wrapping this up, like, what are some of the things that you would tell people that would really be comforting to know, especially if they've just recently lost someone, Mm -hmm. just things that if they're, you know, in a really bad state stage of grief and, and they're just feeling like, you know, especially if people don't believe in an afterlife or a spiritual realm, Mm -hmm. um, what could comfort them? You know, so I actually have a,
1: a high percentage of clients who are atheists, which I never would have thought would happen. And they're some of my favorite experiences because it they when their loved ones come through, it's like they explain it in such a different way that it's it's so educational for me. And so they always say, you know, whether whatever you believe in, even if you're just thinking of science that energy never dies right so our energy has to go on somewhere mm-hmm. and you know we know that there are these higher dimensions that there are all these different dimensions and so it's like even if you just think of it like that like that our energy steps out of this dimension and goes into a new dimension
0: mm-hmm.
1: that can overlap with ours you know it's at a higher frequency and it can overlap with ours. And so that they're still continuing, like you don't have to believe in something that feels very questionable for you. Mm-hmm. You can to, to connect with them. Yeah, They can connect with you in a way that, that goes with whatever you believe. Like you don't even have to believe in mediumship, right? Like you can yeah. just, you can feel them and connect with them in, in your own way. And, you know, that's like my job. I always view it like my job isn't to make people believe in what I do or in any path. It's just to help them feel their person, you know, their people, their loved, their animals, their yeah. angels, and that's it. However, that kind of turns out for them, that that's what's meant to happen. And, um, you know, so so kind of opening, if you find yourself in that skeptical place or in that doubtful place, maybe just opening your mind to like, how can I experience them? Like, what do I really believe is possible? Yeah. And because there's a big part of just of choosing to believe versus choosing to not believe. Yeah. You know, and, and, and finding that path for yourself. And then, you know, the the next thing I would say is that you're for the soul who transitioned it's way easier on them like because they can still see us mm-hmm. so they don't go through the heavy grief even um when they pass like in what we would say is too young or mm-hmm. even if they're murdered right like the the pain of their death stays with the murderer not with them they're set free so yeah they are okay you know, first and foremost, and they're better than okay. Cause they always show me like, as soon as they leave their body, like they just feel immediately like held in love. They pick their strongest, happiest, like purest self, you know, to embody over there. And they are, you know, free from their ego. So all of that, like you know, even as they learn their lessons on the other side, they're not like us where sometimes we can learn something and then kind of go into that place of regret that we didn't learn it sooner or that we made some big mistake. Whereas like they get to learn the lesson and then like immediately feel peace and like forgive themselves for it. And yeah. Um and so they're okay, like they're good. They they don't go through the same grieving process that we do. And, you know, to remember that your love is what connects you with them, not the sadness. And, and so, yes, obviously you have to feel the sadness and go through the grief. Um, but I find a lot of times people can get to a place where they're starting to heal and they almost feel guilty. Mm. Like, and, and it's because they're, they're identifying the grief is what connects them. And so... That's comes through a lot of like people's loved ones, like, no, no, no.
0: Yeah,
1: Your love. Like, I'm gonna come through to you even more as you yeah. heal. You're gonna feel me even stronger as you heal. And so knowing like you can stay connected with them even as you start to have um, you know, less sad days and more happy days and you know, move on in your healing and, and just to ask them, like to ask them to give you signs and then ask them, Hey, was this really you? And, you know, talk to them throughout the day, because that really helps. I think in the grieving process is when you can start to just feel them yeah. versus like completely going down in that hole, you know, of pain. And I mean, you might go there for a little bit of time. I, I certainly have in my life, but you know, it's, it's asking them to come help you out of it because they love to feel useful and and to help, you know, with anything, little, big, you know, it doesn't matter. So.
0: That's so true. I've, I've always felt like that. Um, I feel like our ancestors, however long ago, if you met them, you didn't, or, you know, your grandparents even Mm -hmm. are just like, you know, they really do want the best for you and they're there to help. And if you just, and I like that you say they want to be useful. Cause that makes a lot of sense that they want to like help their grandchildren, you know, be better and feel better and have, you know, like, what do you, what do you think I should do? Like, you know, they're like they don't get tired over there. Like they're like, no, yeah. like give us things to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and they just, they care so much and it's, it's beautiful. Um, I love this one more quick question uh, for clarification for people too, we talked about guides and we obviously talked about angels, but let's, um, define guides real quick. Cause I, I don't want someone to be like listening and be like, what do they say? What are guides? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good question. Cause sometimes I'll talk about, you know, cause it's my
1: normal. So sure, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Um, so, so I see guides, um, I'm trying to think of a way to break it down. So a few ways I, you know, there's like the loved ones that there. So there's like the, the, the spirits who show up as guides who've been alive and then transitioned. So there's them and ancestors and Mm -hmm. and all of those guides, or like, I'll find different people. Like um, one of my clients was working on a screenplay and somebody that she was writing about was coming through to her as a guide, you know, or like singers I'll find sometimes singers from the past will come through, you know, for them and be a guide or wow, not. So sometimes it's like related to the project, you know, or what you're working on, but, you know, and then sometimes it's just ancestors and, and people from your own family lineage, mm-hmm. you know, or from the land that you live on or things like that. And then there are these guides where, like, they don't manifest into human form like they don't have a name where I hear them like a like just a higher consciousness voice like almost like how I think of God right like of just kind of a collective of this higher intelligence Mm -hmm. so we all have those um and then I'll see these beings who are really like they're like 20 feet tall and gold um And then I see these other beings who look like water, but they can show up, how they show up for me is like almost in the shape of humans, but they look like water. And then they change colors as they communicate. And they always show me that they're connected to the planet Sirius. And um, I call them councils of light. They don't tend to like the term alien. So at least those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stop (laughs) saying aliens, people. They're over it. (laughs) They're like, that's a human term. (laughs) Right. We didn't choose that one. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, please don't use
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. um, But so, and they're just from higher consciousness realms, you know, and then there's like the guides who are what I would refer to as ascended masters too, of like Jesus, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, Bridget, like different goddesses, different, Mm -hmm. um, buddha you know i've brought through for some people or like um kuan yin so like different beings and and um yeah like like i even beings that are labeled maybe gods or goddesses but who ultimately come through you know as as a teacher you know from that higher consciousness Mm -hmm. you know and so i kind of call them guides as well
0: yeah I do too. I'm glad we clarified that. Cause yeah. there's a lot to it. Um, there's a lot to all of this and I am mm-hmm. so glad we got to sit down. I bet we could do a whole other conversation on like just the afterlife and just the spiritual realm. <laughs> if you ever want to let me know. Um, but tell people how they can find you.
1: Sure. So, um, com is my website and that has all of the information on sessions, any classes that I'm teaching, you know, all of that good stuff. There's an interview with the Dyer sisters on there. That's really good. Um, yeah, all of that. And then, um, medium Sarah Renee on Instagram, I post free meditations and little client stories and tips on connecting with your loved ones and and all of that on there. So that's a
0: good place too. Perfect. And everything will be in the show notes. so You can just click awesome. as well. well. Thank you, Sarah. This has been so much fun to just talk and connect. I loved our conversation today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at Batgirl the Podcast.